Hello everyone, it is yours truly, The Mass Menace, aka Arch Clearance Kent, and we are back again this week with the rundown of all the stuff happening in the wrestling world. So without further ado, let's get into it. You are listening to the Teachable Moments Podcast. Hello everyone, it is yours truly, The Mass Menace, a.k.a. Arch Clarence Kent, two-time ACW television champion and your host of the Teachable Moments podcast. And we are back on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. Now, I'm going to go I'm going to go ahead and start off by saying I did not watch Dynamite last night. Uh, I'm going to be watching it hopefully tonight or maybe a little bit tomorrow beforehand. I don't know. But I will not be reviewing Dynamite because I didn't watch it last night. I was out with uh, my wife and my family and we went to go see Thor Love and Thunder and Elvis. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder, great movie, funny. I recommend it. Especially if you have, especially anyone who's listening who has kids that loves like Marvel and comic books, go watch it. Now, for all the fans who are Elvis fans who grew up listening to Elvis Presley, then I would suggest and highly recommend the movie. In my opinion, it was really good. There's different people whose opinions differ on the movie who have seen it, but I thought it was really well done. Go see the movie. Give it a chance. It's a good movie. I loved it. Absolutely. Now, I know this isn't a movie review podcast. It's a wrestling podcast. And don't worry, we have lots. We we have wrestling news this week. So without further ado, let's get into it, shall we? First, we're going to start off with this. Last week, it had to have been after my podcast, after I'd already posted up the podcast from Thursday, last Thursday and whatever, pops up on my feed, or whatever, it pops up on my feed, that Vince McMahon has retired. Yeah, I was like, what? I'm like, huh? See... <laughs> I was uh, I was shocked, but then again I wasn't. And before y'all go and be like, "How? What? That doesn't make sense. You're contradicting yourself." Let me explain. Okay, growing up for years, see, I grew up watching wrestling in the '90s. Okay. And I would say, I would love to say WCW was the first, well, kind of was, really, but the time it was in WA. Uh, the first ever wrestling thing I ever watched when I was a kid was the scaffolding match done at Chi-Town Heat. Scaffolding match between Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. Watched that match. I, my, my dad... Still has the VHS of that of that event, and I watched it repeatedly. I mean, back when we had VCRs, yeah, I know I'm starting to show my age, 
kids today are probably like, what's a VCR? <laughs> but we had a VCR, and I would go back and rewind that, man, rewind that tape and watch it. Rewind that tape and watch it. I am shocked it still works. But that's when I actually started falling in love with wrestling, watching the older stuff. But I grew up on, like, WCW stuff. Okay. It wasn't until after WCW went out of business that I really started watching. At the time, it was called WWF before they had to change their name because the World Wildlife Foundation was suit was threatening to sue them. Because they'd been there years before uh, they had, before WWF, World Wrestling Federation, which is now known as World Wrestling Entertainment. And for years, I joked, going like, ah, you know, Ric Flair, uh, I mean, Vince McMahon's never going to stop. Vince McMahon took it because I, I started watching WWF at the time when. Vince was just was now being revealed that he was the owner of the WWF, really, because back then when he first started, when I actually first started watching it, he was a commentator um, at the tables, and uh, and then it's like, oh, it's now revealed he's the owner of WWF, whereas before we thought it was his father. He bought it from his father because surprisingly his father was not going to pass the business down to him he wasn't he was going to split it between shareholders so Vince had to prove that he could run the business he had to convince the other people to sell them his share and then only then would his father even sell the company to him and then that's so basically that's how Vince got the company. Well, I would always joke like Vince is never going to retire. Okay, he's never going to retire. Uh, he's gonna do. He's gonna run it till the day he dies. That was always what I joked about. Always, and part of me actually believed that to be true that he would run it till the day he died. Well. Last week, at some point, it was announced that Vince had retired. Boom. He he was retired. He's at 77. He's stepping away from the business. It's time to retire. So, yeah, I was a little shocked. But now let me explain why I'm not really shocked. Okay. I took some time afterwards to think about it and realize, you know, it's not really all that surprising that he's retired. Now, I don't want people to go and be like, well, that's not true, because on why he did this, he did it because he trusts his family to run it and whatever. So everybody's going to have different, varied opinions. This is just me. You look at all these allegations brought upon Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Right. All of these allegations about hush money and so forth, and it's like four women, and then one of the women come up, and it gets revealed that he took advantage of her in the back of his limo all these years ago. So you start thinking, 
If it's one allegation, okay, you can beat that. You can get past it. Okay. All of these other allegations coming up, it gets kind of hard to fight those allegations. You, As we've learned with people like Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby, right, that it's not just one woman. It's like multiple women. Well, Vince, now I'm not saying what he did was uh, what they're accusing him of is true. Like the whole taking advantage of the woman in a limo. That's just her side of the story. Vince didn't come out and fight and argue saying, oh, that's not true. Now, it's already been known that it's like he paid hush money to these women. Now, it's not a crime to pay someone money to keep them quiet about an affair. It's not illegal. It's not. It's just shady. Okay, It's morally ambiguous, basically. It makes people think, oh, what does he have to hide then? Well, Vince, it was tweeted on Vince's Twitter that he was retiring. And it was his choice or whatever. When in all actuality, all actuality, the company, the board probably came to him and said, this isn't a good image for us. Okay, It's probably best if you step aside step down and let your daughter run it or let Triple H run it or whatever. So that's how that goes. So yeah, he retired. So no, I wasn't shocked. I I didn't know 100% if Vince would be able to beat the allegations or whatever, but I knew there would be some kind of repercussion. So in the span of a week, in the span of that week, Vince retires. John Laurinaitis is fired. Bruce Pritchard is named head of SmackDown Creative. Triple H is named uh, head of talent relations. And then it comes out that he's named head of all creative. Right? So Triple H has had one heck of a year, right? Uh, because he had a life-threatening heart issue, right? They had that caused him to retire from entering action, which is probably good. Uh, he has that. NXT is took from him. All of his powers took from him. And then just last week, he his father-in-law retires. He gets brought in, becomes head of talent relations, and then becomes head of creative. So Triple H has had a year. And now he has more power than he had to begin with. So, that is insane. That is insane. And Bruce Pritchard you know, is like head of SmackDown Creative. Creative for SmackDown, I guess. I don't know. But now we get to see something. We get to see if... Things can change for the WWE. Can they change for the better now that Triple H and Stephanie and them are in, and Stephanie's in charge? Stephanie and Nick Khan are now co-CEOs. Vince also mentioned in a press in a press statement that he wants to keep supporting WWE however way he can. My opinion is this. Vince is caught up in this scandal, right? 
and it's not like how it was with the steroid scandal, right? Where they went to trial, and all these wrestlers were like, some of the wrestlers were like, nah, he never gave me the steroids. He never even knew about them. Hulk Hogan, who had just left WWF at the time and became part of WCW, even showed up at the trial. Now being part of WCW, shows up at the trial and um, testifies in Vince's defense, saying that Vince did not know anything about the steroids, that a doctor gave it to him, and whatever, he'd just pick him up, and Vince had no idea about the steroids. He didn't give them to him. He didn't sell them to athletes. So Vince was able to dodge that. And then there was the trial the court stuff that was brought on when Owen Hart falls and hits the steel post and dies, basically. Uh, Owen's wife was going to go to court, take it to court, and sue all of the WWE for negligence on behalf of her husband's death. Because it was negligence. It was. And it was like, oh, well... We can cut corners and go with this person because this guy just wants more money. It's like it's like what I heard on a show. I'm going to switch around a little bit. Pay the professionals, have them do the work. It, because the whole... Uh, the reason I quoted that was because there's a show where supposedly a guy... Uh, it's Girl Meets World, and I watch with my niece and nephew. Uh, they, uh, so basically, Corey, who, uh, and if anybody grew up in the 90s, you probably know what Boy Meets World was. Corey, Topanga, Sean, Eric, uh, Jack, Rachel, Mr. Feeney, the ever-wise teacher. So... The Girl Meets World is a spinoff, and in the the whole premise of it, there's a part where Corey wants to go dig up the time capsule. It's been 15 years, and he wants to go dig it up, and so he goes and gets shovels. Well, he calls his friend, and he's like, it's life or death, and they're about to go off and do all the things because Sean thinks Corey's dying, uh, which he's not. It's just a way to get Sean there, and Sean goes... And as they're turning around to go out to the restaurant, he's like, he sees the shovels. He's like, no. And Corey's like, what's wrong? It's like, I just thought I'd go ahead and buy shovels. He's like, Corey, pay the, pay the money. Have the professionals do the digging. Okay. So that, that's where I use that quote from. Pay the professionals. Have them do the work, right? That's all thing. But Vince was like, let's cut corners and pay this guy. Uh, let's get this cheaper guy for the harness and whatever, right? Instead of the professional. And then you had your co-worker, you had the guy go, oh, Owen Hart, come down, it snaps, and he hits the post and he dies. Okay, so there was that lawsuit, and he avoided that. Vince got lucky twice. On two accounts, he got lucky. Boom, this third time, all of this stuff comes out, right? All of this stuff.
So, yeah, I couldn't see Vince doing it. But he wants to support WWE. In my opinion, like I said, Vince's image is already tattered. It's in ruins, right? He should distance himself. Because if you really want to support WWE, this is just my opinion. If he wants to support WWE, the best way to support him is to do absolutely nothing. Just trust his daughter. Trust his daughter to do the work. Trust his son-in-law to do the work. And trust Nick Khan. You made Nick Khan and Stephanie co-CEOs for a reason. Trust them. Triple H is now head of creative and head of talent relations. Let him do the work. Triple H has a mind for the business. He does. It's been proven. It was proven with the first NXT. You know, in NXT, when he, that was his brainchild, his baby. And they took it from him. They created NXT 2.0. And I'm not a fan of NXT 2.0. Literally around that time, I was only really watching NXT. Because it was the best thing WWE had going. Was NXT. And then they go to like, oh, well, let's take all that power from Triple H. And we'll take it and we'll make NXT 2.0. Right? Totally kill NXT. Boom. Okay. Let your son-in-law do the work. Let your daughter do the work. Trust them. They know what they're doing. And I, at least I hope. Um, I will say this, and only this on uh, on the way this, because I don't want anyone to think I'm supporting a guy. Uh, on this, I'm just gonna do facts. WWE would not be would not have made it as long as it did. If it wasn't for the ideas Vince brought forth. I will say Vince revolutionized certain things. He, there's some good things and there's bad things with everything that comes. But WWE was shaped and molded into what it is today because of Vince. So in a way, so in that, I will say thank you. Because Vince did bring some very good creative decisions to WWE. He gave us the Attitude Era. He gave us that. So thank you. Thank you, Vince, for that. Now, whatever you did in your personal life, that's on you, and I'm not even going to touch on that. So that's all I'm going to say on that matter. Moving on. Moving on. Talk about big things happening this weekend. The 31st is the event that is being promoted underneath, like, the Crockett Banner. It's called Ric Flair's Final Match. Right? Um, Ric Flair's final match. Now, I've talked probably to the point where y'all are like, oh my God, already we get it. But I'm going to talk about it one more time. Ric Flair's final match is happening this Sunday on the 31st. I think it's being aired on, uh, actually, I don't know what's being aired on fight app i don't know maybe uh it's pay-per-view and it's a stacked card you, you we know about jay lethal and jeff jarrett versus andrade and rick flair as the main event but that's the main event you have gresham wrestling on this card okay you have gresham wrestling on this card the briscoes are going to be wrestling on this card i can't remember who they're facing and all. 
But there's a lot. I think Gresham's facing Allen Five Angels and somebody else. I don't know. Uh, it's a stacked card. It looks really good. And I can't wait because I'm going to totally review it uh, next week on my podcast. Next week's episode. So I'm going to be kept in the details of the different stuff. I'm going to see if I can find some of the clips and some of the matches on YouTube. Because it, almost everything ends up on YouTube this, these days. Okay. I don't want to pay what they want for the event. Uh, I might look into it and see how much it costs, but I don't plan on buying the event. I, I would, but I already bought Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, which was a great event in its own. I'm so happy, and I'm going to be talking about that here soon. But the Ric Flair final match, it has even come out that Ric Flair has already been made an offer for to wrestle 10 more matches and get paid $50,000 per match. And Ric Flair turned it down, which everybody speculated on why he'd come back. And there were speculations running rampant that the guy's totally insane and has lost his mind. Um, there's uh, speculations that he was in it for the money and that it was because he was broke and he needed the money. Or it was that he was just so passionate and he wanted to go out on his terms and prove that he could do this match one more time. And prove that he is the best the 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 best around. The greatest wrestler, the man. Which in my opinion, I don't get why you'd in seventy some years old, after already being retired for years come back to prove you're the man when your whole lengthy career proves that you are the man. You've always been the man. Ric Flair for years, for decades, was the cornerstone of professional wrestling, in my opinion. 16-time world champion, maybe even more, we don't know. There, there could have been other titles he held that were not put on record, but we know of the 16 he held. That's only matched by John Cena's 16-time world championship, 16-time world championship title. John Cena's the only one to match it, right? Everybody thought John Cena would be the one to beat it, too, but no, he's only matched it. So, Ric Flair coming back at 70-some years old, he says he's doing it for fun. It's fun. That it's not about the money. That for once in his life, he doesn't need the money. And I'm like, well, that's okay, cool, good for you. And I'm glad right there. Right there, but we'll see. We'll see. We got to wait till this match comes because Ric Flair is saying this is his final match. And right now, I'm, I'm happy. I am so happy that as of right now, he has turned down those that offer to wrestle 10 more matches for $50,000 a piece for each match. I'm glad he's turned that down because right now that proves that he's standing firm, steadfast in his, this is my last match, everything. But let's look at X-Pac, right? He comes back 
and he teamed with Joey Janela in a match, and that was supposed to be his final match. He was coming back for one more match, and then when he ran, when he teamed with Joey Janela, and he was giving a speech afterwards, Joey Janela turns on him, right? Joey Janela turns on him, and then it goes like, well, uh, I'm facing Joey Janela. I know how addictive being in the ring can be. Trust me, I love it every time I step in the ring and wrestle. The the entertaining the fans, the their focus is solely on you during that match for however long, two minutes, three minutes, three minutes, five minutes, whatever, however many minutes you have, an hour, what their focus is on you, their attention's on you. That can be very addicting. It can. So, we'll see how that goes. And I'm going to say this again. It, it has the potential to be a great match. It does. Ric Flair and Andrade versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett has the potential to be a great match. It does. But there's also potential for it to go horribly, horribly wrong. And I am really praying, hoping beyond hope, and nothing bad happens. You're talking about a guy in his 70s with a pacemaker in him. And every time he gets suplexed, his watch goes off. They're asking, did you fall? I mean, I don't get what... I mean, I get... I, I, <laughs> doctors say he was medically clear. Dave was healthy. I don't know why. But... Either way, it looks like it's stacked to be good. I mean, a great event. I mean, it's stacked with talent. I saw the card just glancing at the card. I mean, like I said, we got the Briscoes on there. We got um, Jonathan Gresham on there. The Foundation Jonathan Gresham. You got all sorts of people on this card. And then you got the main event. Ric Flair and Andrade versus... Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. So, yeah, I mean, it has the potential to be a good. It has the potential to be a good card. Now, I do want to talk about something else. Since we talked about, we already mentioned people that's on the card: uh, Jonathan Gresham, Jay Lethal, right? The Briscoes. On this Ric Flair's final match card. Well. Talking about them. We're going to move on. Because Jonathan Gresham. And the Briscoes. Were on an event recently. That I actually watched. This past Sunday. And it was Ring of Honor. Death Before Dishonor. Now. For, um, I'm going to say this. I've watched Ring of Honor shows before. Ring of Honor shows. I've watched them. First time I ever paid money to see a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. And I'm like, huh. I wanted to see what, what it could be with the fact that Tony Khan now owns Ring of Honor. Right? I missed the first event that was being held with Tony Khan as the owner. But that event was already scheduled to go on even before Tony Khan 
bought Ring of Honor, so it stayed. It stayed there, and Ring of, and Tony Khan just took over, heading the thing. But this show, uh, the the Death Before Dishonor, I think was the first actual whole show that Tony Khan put together, right? Um, and the match I was looking forward to the most was FTR versus the Briscoes, right? It was it was billed as Briscoes versus FTR two. Best two out of three falls match. Now, I watched the pay per view. It was a really good pay per view. I was happy, and I was even happier that I only had to pay forty bucks for the pay per view, whereas most of the time I had to pay fifty bucks for it. So ten dollars cheaper than what I'd normally pay with AEW. I pay fifty bucks for and with tax it's like fifty three dollars okay so the fact that i only really had to pay around like forty dollars for this one that was good i like that i like that concept and every ring of honor title was on the line they call them they call it the six man tag team championships I call it a trios titles, and I'm no stranger to seeing a trios match, a trios tag title match, because they had the trios tag titles in Lucha Underground, back when I watched Lucha Underground. And for those who don't know what Lucha Underground is, Lucha Underground was was a different kind of wrestling. It was. And... I think it's Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino produced it, which was insane because Quentin Tarantino, when you look at his movies and stuff and other things, you don't exactly think, hey, this dude's a wrestling guy, right? Uh, so the fact that he produced, I'm pretty sure that all he did was produce, but he produced Lucha Underground. Now, Lucha Underground, it was like, supposedly the temple, right? The Aztec Aztec temple, supposedly. Uh, Cuarto was the uh, owner, if I'm correct, general manager, owner, Don Cuarto. If I've got the name wrong, I'm sorry. Uh, But some stars that you see today on like AEW was in Lucha Underground. That's like where they where they were first really showcased. Like Ray Phoenix and Pentagon, right? El Penta El Scuro is his name now. But in Lucha Underground he's Pentagon Junior, right? And you had Ray Phoenix and they they faced off against each other. They were like heated rivalries. It wasn't until like Impact when they went over to Impact after Lucha Underground went out of business, I'm guessing, that I found out that they were actually brothers. Because I didn't watch every Lucha Underground thing. I didn't. Uh, But no, Lucha Underground was different. 
and in there they had like men versus women and it's like if you're a woman and you want to fight us then come on basically it was different on my YouTube channel I've seen women fight men I'm not uh, there's reasons behind that I'll touch on that maybe on the next episode but they had what they called the trio titles there and uh, they had like a team of three versus a team of three and whoever won became the inaugural Lucha Underground Trios champion well now Ring of Honor has the trios titles also and AEW's thinking about doing the trios title but they had that and they had all sorts of different matches but no like I said the ma uh, I will say this I'm shocked that they had the Ring of Honor world title match first it was Jonathan Gresham versus Claudio Castanole right and I want to go ahead and congratulate Claudio Castanole for winning his first ever world title remember take this into account Claudio Castanoli, wherever he has gone, has never held a world title. He started off in Ring of Honor, and he became the tag team champions. Okay? He never became the world champion in Ring of Honor. He came close, but he never reached that. Then he went off, and he joined WWE, or wherever else he went after that. But I saw him first in WWE when as Cesaro. Guy's a great guy, Swiss Superman, right? Supposedly his backstory, supposedly. I don't know how much of it's true, I know. But his backstory is he was in rugby beforehand. He was in rugby years ago, and they supposedly kicked him out of rugby because he was too rough. He, 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 was, he was too intense for rugby. And if you've ever seen a rugby match, you, you, you probably start thinking, huh? He's too intense for rugby. Yeah. So, he never held a world title on WWE. Now he comes to AEW. And then somehow it comes full circle and brings him back to Ring of Honor. And he faces Jonathan Gresham. Now, that match went quicker than I thought it would, and that kind of stumped me. But congratulations. Now, I want to go ahead and talk on why that is supposedly Jonathan Gresham had talks with Tony Khan and supposedly basically it sums up to they had miscommunication their communications broke down and it led to supposedly Jonathan Gresham cussing out Tony Khan and people's like some people's like yeah he's totally justified in cussing out his boss I disagree one, it is wrestling, okay? Let's say if you were in WWE and you cussed out Vince McMahon back when Vince McMahon was in WWE, was running WWE, you'd be fired. Just because you, there are other ways of handling being felt disrespected, right? Instead of cussing out your boss. Now, I don't know what led to it. It was about, it was a closed-door meeting, I don't know. All I know is supposedly that's what happened, and he felt disrespected, and he didn't even come out in his octopus get up or whatever. He came out in regular ring gear, 
because supposedly now, because he he also deleted his Twitter, Jonathan Gresham did. Supposedly, after this month, he is done with wrestling for the foreseeable future. I want to go ahead and, and wish Jonathan Gresham the best of luck on whatever he does in the future, basically. Now... On that match, Willie Uta retained his pure title. Congratulations. Uh, but basically, the best two out of three falls match in FTR versus the Briscoes 2. FTR ended up winning that match. It was a hard-hitting match. It was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. Basically, the Briscoes got the first pinfall. They got the first win. And then it, FTR picked up a win to tie it. And then FTR won in the final moments of the match. So congratulations to FTR. I would say it was match of the year. That's just my opinion. Great. I hope I can see him wrestle again. Uh, now, moving on from like big events onto another big event. That's coming up August the 13th is ACW Fan Fest. ACW Fan Fest. I'm going to be at ACW Fan Fest. It's being held at Vail, North Carolina at Extreme Fitness. Meet and greet 530 to 630. Bell time is at 7 o'clock. Come out. Get your autograph. General admission is $4 for adults and it's $2 for kids 10 and under. So you're paying six dollars. You're not gonna find a better deal than that. August the thirteenth. Mark that on your calendar. It's gonna be a great show. Great show. Um I can't wait. I cannot wait for that match. I'm looking forward to it. Not that match, that event, that whole event. The ACW Fan Fest, I'm looking forward to the event. I get to meet with fans, all of the fans who come out and support us. I get to meet with them, take pictures with them, sign autographs. I'm excited. I am really excited. So, come out, support that, get get some free pictures, get, get them autographed, get your picture took, talk to your favorite superstars. Talk to your favorite people. It's going to be a great event. I'm looking forward to it. Now, I know I still have quite a bit of time, but we're going to go ahead and do this because I've touched on the main points, but we're going to go ahead and do this. We have now reached to the segment that this whole show is built around, right? the teachable moment and i struggled i struggled trying to find a teachable moment i did until i started talking about the talking until i started the podcast they literally started right when i started talking about the first first part of the show i figured out what i was gonna do now i may have already done this one before but i find it very vital and very important to do it again if I have done it already. Everybody's talking 
about Vince's retirement and how they can't believe he's gone and some are upset and some's happy, some people are happy. So all I can say is this, because like I said, I thought he was going to run the company till they died, which, and that's not the case. At 77, he's retired, right? That right there shows nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. It's one day it's here, the next day it's not. Again, I don't care. I, okay, if you're a Vince fan, then I hope you enjoyed what he contributed. If you're a fan of wrestling, enjoy what is put out there, right? You've got so many fans divided. You've got the people who think WWE is great. You've got the people who think AEW is great. And then you've got some people who watch both products. Then you got those like diehard I'm only a fan of AEW stuff, WWE sucks, or diehard WWE fan, and AEW sucks. Nothing lasts forever. Nothing. That is one of the things that's guaranteed in this world. Nothing lasts forever. See, I am in my 30s wrestling. Something I never thought I'd be able to do in my life, ever. Never get a chance to. And I got the chance to wrestle in my 30s. And I'm savoring every bit of it. I'm enjoying it because nothing lasts forever. Especially in wrestling. Wrestling is a world of revolving doors. Okay. One minute you're with the company. Next minute you're gone. One minute you're the owner. Next minute you have to retire. It's a revolving door. Somebody is always there. Life is also a revolving door. Basically, what I can say is this. Enjoy what is here. Enjoy it for what it is. Like I said before, I thanked Vince McMahon because he did contribute a lot to the business. So, yeah, I thanked him because he did contribute. WWE would not be where it is today if it wasn't for Vince. That is a fact there's not me putting him up on a pedestal and praising the guy and saying oh he's the greatest no it's a fact wwe would not be what it is today without vince and tony khan also went on and goes i am now the longest running 10 year uh ceo i have the longest tenure as a ceo now because Vince is retired, which means Tony Khan now in wrestling, at least here in the States, has ran, is now the longest tenured CEO of a big company now. Because Stephanie just started. Nick Khan started about a year ago, right? So there's that. But like I said, nothing lasts forever, people. Enjoy what you have now. Enjoy what you have now. Because it does not last forever. It's like they say, right? The only thing certain in life is death and taxes, right? Nothing lasts forever. Okay, we're going...
to go on a short we're, we're going to take a quick break and then we will be right back Well, everyone, it looks like time has come once again to bring another episode of the Teachable Moments podcast to a close. We touched on a few topics, but we went into detail with those topics. We talked about Vince McMahon's retirement and the possibility of WWE getting better now since there's new people in charge. Uh, We talked about Ric Flair's final match which is happening this Sunday July the 31st in Nashville, Tennessee should be a good card should be a great card um, we also talked about Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor that happened last weekend uh, how we th- I thought it was a great event I did and we even touched on ACW's Fan Fest and we even had a teachable moment Now, we will be back next week. Same time, same schedule. But before I let you go, let me tell you where you can find me. On social media, you can find me on Instagram. It is the.maskedmenace. On Twitter is at Kent underscore Arch. And I have a YouTube called called Masked Menace. And on Facebook, as always, it is Arch Clarence Kent. Now, we'll be back next week. Same time, same schedule. But until then, I'm out.